Hi, I'm Francina. I'm Jackie. And welcome to the Rest, Love, and Justice podcast. This podcast is an inquiry into whether rest and love and justice can produce transformative social change. The dominant narrative is this overwork and this glorification of it, especially in the justice space. And here, we're going to question that notion. Come sit with us as we meet our collective humanity and share stories around rest, love, and justice. It is our hope to create a shift that enables us to recognize that racial justice work is a human issue. It affects us all. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rest, Love, and Justice podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Francina Call. And I'm Jackie Gal. And today we are having a vibe out. And just to remind everybody, vibe outs are when we are leaning into a vibe that comes up for us when we have had conversations in the past or situations that we've come up against that require us to talk a little deeper about a certain subject. And so today our vibe out is around Sabbath or a rest practice, uh, as some people would call it. And when Jack and I first began, I remember um, the first call, we were like, what is your rest practice, right? As we're leading into this work around investing in the rest and restoration of people, Black bodies in particular, what is our own rest practice? And I remember saying to her, do you have a day that you just take off and rest? And your response was? No. (laughs) (laughs) And so we kind of um, decided in that moment that we were going to challenge one another to begin a rest practice that involved taking an entire day off where we like disconnected from life, disconnected from, um, you know, our phones and busyness and work and just allowed our systems, our bodies, our minds to rest. And that brought about some really interesting things for both of us. Do you want to kind of share a little bit about what came up for you in that practice? Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about this, our very first podcast where it was such a challenge. Like we, I think without the accountability of you, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have taken time to disconnect from the busyness of the modern world and just tuned into what is life-giving for me. And um, it was just a challenge. And I love that we texted back and forth and actually were able to um, just talk about that challenge. Why is it, what's getting in the way of us resting? And um, you really introduced the practice to me from your connection with one of your with your doctor that mm-hmm. was sharing this rest practice for him and and how it can be adopted by other people. I'm wondering if you want to share a little bit about that, how it came into your world. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we my kids go to a dentist who's Jewish and they have a really robust Sabbath practice. And I was really inspired by how he was talking about how they prepare for this day. Like a couple days in advance, they think about what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear. You know, their kids all take a bath before the Sabbath begins because there's none of that. His wife puts a pot roast in and everything is prepared, kind of the frenzy that you have before like Thanksgiving or the frenzy that comes around when you're preparing for a big holiday meal. They do that every week so that when the Sabbath begins, everything stops and they are just invested in the rest practice and connection with family and all of that. And so for me, I kind of leaned into that practice and um, extracted from it maybe a little bit around how does how do I embody that practice in a way that is life-giving for me and my family, given that we're not practicing Jewish people? Um, we wanted to 
come up with a way that can make this accessible for our children, but also modeling it for them in a way that they can then take with them and be able to say, this is what it felt like for us to rest, right? So, so yeah, that's kind of how we began the process. And part of it for us was coming up with a meal that we made every week for Sabbath. Everybody knew that we were not doing dishes that day, and that was a big deal. Um, and we turned in all of our phones and put them in this box. Nobody could do that. And then we got to sit as a family and think about what are the things that are life-giving for us? And how can we incorporate life-giving activities, be it having a meal with friends or taking a hike, which is something that we did quite often because being in nature can be part of that rest practice. Um, And playing games, taking naps, um, all of the things that we just seem to never have time to do. And I remember when we first began this practice, I, I... I was texting you, I'm like, I can't find a day. And so then we kind of like dwindled it down to saying, maybe we need to just look at it as, how can you take two hours? Will you disconnect, right? And so we're kind of titling this podcast, Practice Over Perfect, right? Because we all know the saying, practice makes perfect. But we're going to lean into not perfection, because you can't be perfect at something that you are not designed and you don't live in a society that is empowering you to embody that practice fully so that you can be perfect at it. So we're leaning into practice over perfect. And the practice for us was how do we make this nibble, nibbleable, so to speak, or uh, bite-sized enough for it to be accessible for the average person? And what did that look like for you? Yeah, at first it was just turning my phone on airplane mode like and off Wi-Fi and just not getting any new input from my yeah. phone, which was amazing and what a yeah. gift. Um, it was just kind of actually having a, a conversation with my partner. I'm, I'm resting. Yeah. I'm resting for the next two hours unless it's an emergency. I'm just going to be with myself. Yeah. Um, I think that particular time it did involve making a fire, which we've talked about before, like is part of my rest practice. Yes. Um, and it's evolved since then. There's definitely times where I have not been um, taking a Sabbath or taking kind of more seriously my rest practice. And then there's a, um, more recently, it's been an evolution where now my partner and I do it together. At first, mm. it was just me explaining to my partner what I what I needed that day. Yeah. And now it's like on Sundays, we just connect with each other as a family and now with our dog and we don't make plans with anyone. We might do errands and things like that that we we do need to do for the week, but we're not coordinating anything with anyone else. And there's something super beautiful and restorative for that for me yeah. and also my partner. And I know you did it with your family too, mm-hmm. but it was it was something at first I was like, I'm gonna do this. And now it's like, no, this is our family unit creating yeah. rest. So then we're all more rested throughout the week. And yeah. it's been such a gift. Thank you for introducing this re- rest practice to myself. My partner definitely thanks you as he's a great rester <laughs> yes. and he doesn't see me resting very much. So yeah. for us to rest together is a form of love that we um, haven't really always tended to. I, I love that. I love it. That's beautiful. I do also want to say to the people who are listening to us right now, you might be thinking, how do I even like take a nibble out of this, right? And the first thing I would ask you know, and I'm going to ask Jackie this, and then she can ask me the same. What comes up in your body when you hear the word Sabbath, right? And I remember the first time I heard the word 
Sabbath, what came up in my body, and the barriers that were sort of like immediately showing up for me around this practice, right? Um, do you want to speak a little bit towards towards that? Yeah. I I mean, what I feel in my body around Sabbath is a few different things. I mean, the word, there's a little bit of... Um, there's like a calm that's there and then also a little bit like, oh, it's not my practice. I'm not a practicing Jewish person. Mm-hmm. So can I can I absorb, can I adopt some of the the principles there? And then also just a, a deep respect too for people that have been practicing Sabbath. Uh and and like a wonder and a mystery. Like what's what's in that for me? That's yeah. how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um what about for you? What was coming up? I would say that for me, um, the word Sabbath immediately conjured up inaccessible for me. Um, The idea of pausing for an entire day did not feel like something that was within reach for me. Um, As many of you know, I'm a mother to five children, and there is obviously an orbit of busyness that is around us always. And the idea of all of us just resting just didn't feel like something that we could absorb. And I think that that is both new right now and old for me ancestrally because I never saw my my own people rest. I never saw my family rest. Um, even on the weekends, it was not something that was accessible. And so we just want to name that connecting with what comes up in your body around the word Sabbath is so important because if you can name it, then you can give the narrative that is actually true around the word, right? So even as I name that the word Sabbath brings up for me inaccessible, I get to sit with that and maybe think about, is that true? And it it's not true. It is accessible to me. I get to define how I lean into the practice of resting and fully like a, doing a deep rest, right? Where you're really disconnected. And so this conversation is really about an invitation for all of us to sit with what are the stories that we hold around our accessibility to rest and our ability to lean into that practice of rest, right? Um, another thing that felt, I mean, I that came up for me was like, I'm always feeling like I am late for everything, And I feel like that urgency that's always sort of in culture becomes the common denominator that we meet everything that we do in life, right? And so tracking that for you, people in the audience, as well as for us, is that that urgency can literally strip away your capacity to lean into um, the abundance that can come from resting, right? Um, So, yeah. yeah. I will also say I love that you're offering this invitation for those doing a rest practice to feel into what's going on in their body at that moment. And also for me, um, people, some people in my community feeling a little resistance, like mm-hmm. they can't access me on Sunday. They they can't kind of fill our schedules with a brunch or something like yeah. that. And it just is like also tracking that too, that it's like, this is my boundary and this is my way of saying how I'm going to take care of myself and my family and having people respect that too. And that. like what comes up with with other people. When mm-hmm. you say you're going to rest, 
what comes up in other people. And yes. then just coming back to yourself because that, of course, has nothing to do with me. Yes. I'm choosing this practice. It is life fulfilling. It is res- like restoration. So I'm able to do what, um, you know, offer my unique gifts in the world. And so that's also been really interesting to track. Like, oh, that's not about you. That's or that's not about me. That's about you. Yes. And how do I still continue to come back to my practice? And I just feel prompted to bring attention here to how, um, like, don't underestimate the impact that your rest practice will have on your community. People watching you rest will, in some ways, give them permission to lean into their ability to rest as well, right? And so we are trend makers, if you will. We are trailblazers, if you will, in our communities by leaning into what we need because it allows people to lean into what they need as well. Um, And also tracking the ability to say no, to say no in a world where we feel pressured to always say yes, right? Um, So yeah, I think Mm. those those are really some important points. I just also want to bring up for people listening to us right now, um, you can define what is restful for you. No person can tell you what that practice is. For some people, it's cooking. And there's a lot of liberty and um, expansiveness that comes from preparing a meal together with your family. And for some people, it's gathering to eat with family. And for some people, it's sitting in quiet. And for some people, it's sitting down with a cup of tea, right? Whatever the practice is for you, have the liberty to define it in ways that are meaningful to you. Yeah. Yeah. You get to define that. Yeah. We all get to define that. And you get to nibble. So let's say you want to begin this practice and it's just so overwhelming, you don't even know where to begin. Start with an hour. And then gradually go to two hours and then three hours. And each increment, think about and track how does my body feel, right? The first time I did this, I will say half the Sabbath, I was anxious. There is an anxiety and almost a guilt that comes over, that came over me around how can I be resting right now because there is X, Y, and Z to be done, right? And as a mother, I lean into this practice for my children, and it's by no means perfect at all. And in fact, right now, we've fallen off the wagon completely. And my husband and I were talking about how we need to kind of get back on the horse again. So there's a lot of starting and stopping and figuring it out. Maybe we do two hours, maybe we do three hours. And that's why we kind of come back to the theme that we began with is practice over perfect because a little bit of rest is better than the no rest that we're living in right now. Yeah. I absolutely felt that guilt as well and and often do. And I, I think that's, that's fascinating too. Like that I, I don't have children and it's not about kind of this like family unit or something like that, but it's like, there, how can I rest when so mm-hmm. many people can't? Mm-hmm is that narrative, but we're breaking that down. We're, we yeah. are saying, and obviously Trisha Hersey, rest is resistance, like we all can rest. Yeah. Um, and so having that be the place we start, we all can take rest mm-hmm. uh, rather than the other way. Like, no, no one can rest, so I can't rest either. Mm-hmm. Like, no, let's go, let's go with the route of abundance that we all can access rest in some way. Yes, there's inequities on who can rest, who's historically been able to rest, who hasn't. But let's let's at this point go forward and say we all can access rest in some way mm-hmm. and let's let's begin or continue to to start or remember that practice that we all as humans know how to do. Beautiful. All right. 
that's it for today. We like to leave our vibouts as bite-sized nibbles so that you can take this message with you and spend some time nibbling on some of the points that we came up with in this practice. We will be revisiting this for sure because it is the theme of the Rest, Love, and Justice podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks for my co-host, Jackie, being here with me. Thanks, Francina. All right. Take care. Bye. And that is our show for this week. This episode was produced by The City Music. As for me, I'm Jackie Gao, and thanks to my co-host, Francine Nicole. May you move through this week embodying rest, love, and justice in ways that are meaningful to you and your community. Thanks for joining us today. Peace and love.